That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This summer at Centra, we have everything you need with great offers. Like Centra Barbecue Meats Range Mix and Match Any 3 for €10. Coca-Cola 1.5 Litre Only €2. And our mega deal until Sunday, Carlsberg 20 Bottle Box Only €17. Centra. Live every day. Enjoy call sensibly. All right, you guys. Sundays from the CW. I'm high-key excited for this. It's the creator of Jane the Virgin, and it is the new highly anticipated series, Charmed, coming back. I don't know if you guys watched this when you were younger, but I did, and I love it. It's about the magic of sisterhood, the power of sisterhood. It's two sisters, an activist and fun-loving sorority wannabe. They have the shock of their lives, the untimely and suspicious death of their mother, Then another huge shock shows up at their door, an older sister who's a scientist. Yeah, mom's been hiding that third sister all her life. With the death of their mother, suddenly their powers are unleashed. Mind reading, freezing time, moving things with their mind. Like, okay, imagine if all of the women you knew and loved made you more powerful like your own OG squad. Hmm, what would that be like? Well... Each Charmed One has a special power, but now they have to figure out how to access and control them. They must find their craft in witchcraft, all while trying to lead a normal life and make the world a better place. Using the power of three, the Charmed Ones will temper the patriarchal powers that be with the powers of she. Three sisters, they will find the unique magical gifts in themselves and in the power of each other. Together, they will find their destinies and become the power of three. These three women come to find they are stronger together their supernatural powers combined the charmed ones will fight evil and protect the innocent starring madeline mantock sarah jeffrey and melanie diaz charmed is casting its spell on the cw all new sundays at 9 8 central after all new episodes of supergirl only on the cw Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, guys? We are here again, shenanigans. Got my mom here. I think she's kind of just becoming my regular co-host slash uh, social media person. Hi. So, hey. Um, And 
sitting next to me. I have so many cool friends, I realize. Most of my guests I introduce, I'm like, so this is a really good friend of mine, but his name is Jay Rodriguez. You guys probably <laughs> recognize him from every TV show you've ever seen, including Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. This is so crazy. I remember talking to you when you were first going to, uh, we were trying to go back and forth from Vegas to do yeah. this. Yeah. So Here we are. what you guys might not know is Jay played the role of Dan Anderson in Vegas and um Sex Tips. Yes. That's in, right. You forgot like, the name of your show. <laughs> no, <it was> this, <laughs> but there's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and Sex Tips for Straight Women from, from a Gay Man. Trust yeah. me. Boom. Everyone kept trying to make those. I was like, I don't know. I'm yeah. like, wait, the, uh, yeah, that show, Sex Tips. Yeah, kind of a big yeah. deal. So um, Jay is kind of the reason that. I got that job in Vegas. I knew, so I just yeah, like I knew to... you were an actor, and I was like, I know she's an, I know that she's a history of acting before, and you'd come see the show because you're friends with Kendra, yeah. who at the time and was you. playing. Yeah, and me, and she was playing Robin Brown, and so I I knew Kendra was leaving the show, and I was up in the air if I was going to leave or stay, and the producers were really trying to figure out who would be the right fit, not just a name, someone who'd actually act the role. Uh, and I brought you up, and they're like, do you think... Immediately, do you think she would do it? They were auto- automatically in. Yeah, literally yeah. the day after, this is last October, I'm like going through my breakup, not in a good place. I go to Vegas and I ended up doing a girls' night, went and saw Jay and Kendra in the show, totally fell in love with it. I saw boobs that night. What? Wasn't that, wasn't that the night that when you saw girl- my boobs? No, it was when your girlfriend, <laughs> your girlfriend showed what? me your boobs. It was oh, her 21st birthday. Yes, I think I think she did. Yeah, it was yeah. Vegas. It was Vegas. <laughs> I was like, wait, was I that tipsy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then the next day, you called me, and we're like, would you be interested in putting yourself on tape for this? And I was like, no. One of those things where it's like too good to be true, and you're like, yeah, sure, that would be great. Headline in Vegas, not thinking it would actually happen. Same with me. I was like, this is never going to actually happen for me. But it's really, for those of you who don't know what it really means, like, Sheena was on a gazillion billboards. Like, there was all these posters everywhere. Cab tops. Cab tops. You become... Like a celebrity in that town. And if you think about all the many people who have had that, it's a huge honor. You know what I mean? To like just say bucket list item checked off. Yeah. Headliner in Vegas in an actual like big casino like the Paris. It was crazy. That's cool. Literally still, I was just there this weekend. They still have my video. I love it. On the Jumbotron. Of course they do. In the casino. We like walked in. I was like, Adam, look, it's it's me. (laughs) False advertising, but hey, it's me. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk more about Vegas because okay. I want to hear yeah. about your experience. <laughs> so, we did we meet at the white party? Was that the first day I met yeah, you? Yeah, and I met the both of you. I think you were there to perform during the pool party. And yes. I was, I think Lisa, was it year, a year Lisa was involved in yes. all? Mm-hmm. Yes. In Palm, uh-huh. Springs. Yes, yeah. in Palm Springs. Yes, in Palm Springs. So, Lisa Vanderpump and I, I think we're introducing different musical acts, which I thought, of course, was hilarious. At the time, she had just released her Sangria, I think it was. Uh-huh. Whatever it was, she was there to pimp it out to the gays, yep. who were more than happy to have some of it. You know? <laughs> I remember that. So, it's the pool party, right? But you have to remember, like, some icons have performed at this pool party. The pool Lady party, Gaga. Yeah, it's Gaga, yeah. It, it's considered like a launching pad. It's just a way for the, for the gays to kind of latch in and be like, oh, I love her. So you performed. You were great. They saved the best for last. You went on, I think, last, closed the set. Then we got all these pictures, and I was like, oh, my God, I love her. And then I kept seeing you everywhere in WeHo. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, it's it's in. I love this chick. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was so fun. That was the same year, I think, Ariana Grande um, performed. She did, yeah. yeah. She headlined. She headlined So I was night. like the early, early opener for Ariana Grande. Yeah. No, but no it's no still to be You were the day stage. Yeah. yeah. The day stage. Yeah. It's fun. It's a, it's a good time. <laughs> and Palm Springs is just a fun reason to get away. I'm going to there this weekend. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so 
much fun. Yeah. yeah. So I actually just recently got back into doing music. I was going to ask you. It's I been ask you. since then, I think. I took kind of like a four-year break. Yeah. And yeah, we just finished um, recording my second song. Did you, um, do you, you've had a lot of life happen in four years. Uh, Does that make its way into this new song? I don't mean to hijack the interview, yeah, but no. <laughs> I'm curious. Hey, who's interviewing who here? Um, yeah, so the first one that we're going to put out, well, we're going to release an EP, but I think I'm going to put one single out first just to Always tease good. it. Yep. And that's called Better Without You. See, there so, we go. Yep. Life yeah. is the best songwriter. Like, you come from a different place when you've been through things, mm -hmm, and then you sure. release it through the performance. You yeah, know? That's and great. I've never written a song before, so this is the first song I've it. ever written, and I was like, not that I am a lyrical genius by any means, but it's real. It's my feelings. It's not just about one person. It's kind of a combination of a few people who yeah. have hurt me. And, and that's the best kind. And you know, a lot of the times we we think that we can't do something like song or whatever, but some of the simp simplest sentiments that you have that you might just share with your mom or me like after a show, mm -hmm. that little nugget, that little gem could be the hook of the entire song. Yeah. You know, only because you went through something and there's no other way to say it. Totally. Super yeah. relatable. And exactly. The second one is called Do It Now. Okay. And I know uh, what that one's about. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just, that's my, my sexy fun. I love it. I am single and I want to go out song. Everyone needs that song. Yeah. It's great. I'll yeah. play them for you later. We debuted them last week Can't here. Wait. My producer was here. It was awesome. So, okay, well, I mean, it is my show, but it's not always just about me. You are my <laughs> guest, so we're going to get to know you a little better. All right. So where did you grow up, and how long have you been in L.A.? Yes, yeah, so I grew up on Long Island. Um, I was uh, in a very strict, conservative, Puerto Rican-Italian household. I used to talk like this. I used to have a thick Long Island accent. <laughs> the whole thing. And then um, I just, like, I started discovering performing arts when I was, like, 15, 16, doing all this, the church stuff. But it really wasn't until like I got like into performing arts high school that I was like, oh, people get paid for this. Mm -hmm. I could actually make a living, and I saw that as my meal ticket out. So, like a lot of people love where they're from, and, and and I did to a certain degree. But it was so I was so repressed. Like I definitely knew that I was uh, gay, but there wasn't. I didn't see anyone. I didn't have visual examples of what that was. There were no gay couples on TV or any media that I know. So the feelings I had were just kind of like in my head, and yeah. I knew that if I went to a city like New York City that I would meet other people that maybe could whatever help me understand what I was going through. And so before I even like did anything with anyone uh, that was male, I, I sort of had to come out because I booked rent and I was playing a drag queen in the show. And my aunt and my cousin, sadly, had just passed from HIV two years prior. Oh, wow. So in many ways, my mom thought me coming out was me saying I was walking into the possibility, but for her certainty that I would die of AIDS oh, at that time in 1997. Sad. And so it wasn't just coming out, even though I had nothing to, I was like, I didn't even do anything yet, but I had to own this <laughs> thing. And uh, anyway, we, we became estranged. I went off to do rent, but it really, those, those 18 to 23, I did the show for five years. It really oh, became, wow. yeah, like half a decade, you know, and I would leave and come back. I would do a movie that I'd come back. I'd do a plate Lincoln center. I'd come back. And um, it was sort of like my waiter gig, and I felt like a family because I really had never had that before. I mean, when I was a kid, like, the internet was kind of new. So if you were trying to download porn, Jesus, by the time you got to the guy's nipple, you're like, all right, that's been 40 <laughs> minutes. I'm done. I'm done. Was it that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're like, so done. You're like, you know what? It's not even worth it. I'll guess what the rest looks like. Yeah. Kids nowadays are like, what's dial up? I know. <laughs> it was not as easy as, like, it yeah. is today. Yeah. No. Oh. Wow. Good times. <laughs> so you were just what eighteen when you started playing I was Angel. Eighteen. So that's when everyone was like going to college, and that's when I got the show. And 
I was very naive, to be honest, about like the world and anything outside of Long Island. I didn't have exposure to popular music because I was only allowed to listen to Christian music and stuff. So the, I had a whole world to learn. And, um, and everyone that was in the show, they were like at least eight, nine years older than me. So everyone would like for different holidays that they would give me like the essential like Stevie Wonder or like books I should just basically life everything I'd missed out on popular culture um and so that kind of became like a sponge and that just like really interested me but after doing the same show for five years you get super bored so I created my own top 40 night it was like me cover band three background singers at the height of Justin and Britney so I was wearing like all this like you know torn like bedazzled clothes singing out like pink songs and Christina and with dancers and that's sort of how I got Queer Eye because I was basically doing a nightlife gig in New York with my one off night from Rent. And the producers wanted someone from nightlife. And uh, the uh, NBC Bravo producers heard about this kid and they came to come see my show and then I had a meeting with me. And I was never to know what this little teeny tiny show on a station that was very small at the time called Bravo <laughs> that it would amount to. No one watched Bravo. It had Inside the Actor's Studio. That was it. I didn't know what Bravo was. Right. I didn't so, even know Inside the Actor's Studio went back that far. It, that's how long it was. That's the only wow. thing I think of. And Project Runway came <laughs> after Queer Eye. Um, and so it's interesting now that it's going back to Bravo. Yeah. 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 I always say that I was like, I'm from Bravo in a time where no one knew what a Vanderpump was. Like a, <laughs> a Vanderpump to me was a thing I would do late before bed thinking of James Vanderbeek. I mean, that's as far as I thought it went. Like, no one so was funny. to know the Vanderpump-ness of it all. Yeah. So yeah. we wow. have that. We have Vegas in common. Yeah. We're Bravo fam. Yep. So, how, okay, you said that the producers came, they saw your show. Yeah, so then, then I had a meeting, but it was like not a meeting. It was like, I mean, you've probably had these those auditions that are not auditions where you're sitting across from someone and you're just talking and you don't realize you're actually auditioning. Does that make sense? That's what I was going to ask. Did you audition no, for it? They didn't. They asked me like, you know, where'd you grow up? Um, take, she said, take me on a romantic date as a divorced dad living on Long Island. And I was like, okay. And I knew the city like the back of my hand. So the yeah. butterfly exhibit was happening at the National Museum. I knew restaurants take. I like did the whole verbal date. And she was like, that was butterfly great. Butterfly exhibit? Yeah. It's like you go into this whole room and there's butterflies what? and stuff. You can see them. Yeah, it's I great. Is that still I a thing? I did that in D.C. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. A bunch of different museums sometimes uh, happen. It's yeah. worse. Hello. If Worth anyone going wants to. to take me on a date and is looking for ideas. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. So anyway, so she was like, I like you. She goes, how old are you? Now, mind you, this woman was just a producer on the project. And I was like, I'm 23. She goes, you're 26. And I was like, uh, okay. 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 <laughs> and she was like, where'd you go to school? I was like, well, um, I just, you know, I, I got accepted to Wagner College, but I ended up just doing rent. She goes, you graduated from Wagner. I was like, okay. She goes, I need you to tell them that tomorrow because you're a lot younger than the other guys. And I don't want them to discredit you. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I went in, big panel, like boardroom, NBC, Bravo, the creator and director of the was show. Was Andy Cohen there? Yes. Oh. Yes. And what um, year is this? 2003. Okay. Yeah. And so my job, which was not described to me, was to essentially have a chemistry test with two guys already on this show that hadn't been named yet. Yeah. And it was Carson and Ted, but I never met them uh -huh. before. So you have this brightly dressed blonde guy who's huh. sort of gay buddy Holly to my left. And their job um, was to basically kind of mess with me and see if I could hold my own, right? Yeah. To see if under pressure and under some like gentle ribbing that I would be able to be fine and so I didn't know that was happening. So I was just like, these guys are so rude. <laughs> I was like so hurt in my feelings Aww. that I was literally like, you know what? I'm not going to book this, but I'm going to be funny and memorable. This way they'll maybe think of me for a sitcom or something. So everything they said to me, they'd be like, um, 
he used to ask me like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Long Island." They're like, uh, "They're like, oh, of course." And I was like, "Why? Are you scared of things that are long?" Like it was just oh, like yeah. funny little, you know what I mean? So back and forth. Yeah. And so they just thought that we ended up. I, I won the boys over, and that ultimately they were going to have to pick the cast member. And there was like five of us who auditioned, and I left defeated. Called my agents, and I was like, "Don't ever submit me for anything like that again." I failed. It was horrible. And then an hour later, he goes, guess you didn't do that bad. You start Monday. And wow. my life changed from that That's moment. That's amazing. It's crazy. That's crazy. So you obviously didn't know any of the guys going into no, it. No, didn't know the guys. Didn't even know the structure of the show. There was yeah. no name for it. There was no show on TV to be like, it's like blank. Mm-hmm. There was no reference. So even my first day of shooting, I was looking direct at the camera. Like hold, and they're like, don't look at the camera. I was like, oh, sorry. I don't know how to, you know, right. I didn't, they didn't know what I was supposed to be doing because I hadn't really seen the show. There was no example. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. And I'd come from theater and I'd done some movies and I'd done like all my children. I played a young dad on that. Stop. Yes. You're on all my children. When I was like, I'm going to oh find the God. footage. I was like 20 years old. Mm. We're driving to get home for the holidays with Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls. Yeah. Aaron Samuel's first day on all my children was my first day. Did and, you um, know he was gay back then? I because oh. he was dating someone from Rent and I knew all the tea and I was like I just assumed everyone knew he was gay and then someone was like no he's straight I was like no he's not he's <laughs> and then I was like oh wait I can't say anything Like, yeah. and then I came to LA and he was uh-huh. a little he was Lance Bassey with me when they were closeted they wouldn't talk to me <laughs> not wouldn't talk to me they were concerned about guilty by association because right. I was so out with yeah. Queer Eye the minute that they both came out I mean I think I think Jonathan was never really uh, wildly in, he just mm-hmm. wasn't talking about it. Whereas yeah. Lance was really in because of the boy band thing, and he was really fearful of what his coming out would mean to the other guys, and if the whole band would dissipate yeah, if he right. came out. And he, it, you know, he was that's here what they a told few weeks them. ago talking about it. That's uh-huh. what they yeah. told him. You know, it's like that that he lived with that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, for so long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was in college in '03, and I honestly I didn't even know what Bravo was. Back yeah, then, yeah. I do like remember I hearing about that show, mm-hmm. but I guess I didn't even realize it was on Bravo. I yeah. never watched Bravo honestly until I was on it. That's I honestly have I've the same way about a lot of networks, and you're yeah. like, whoopsie, what do you guys have on? Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had never seen any show on it, and then I started obviously watching Real Housewives because of Lisa. Yeah, and then I mean, now I'm hooked on a bunch of them. But, but now I, you're in. Is it weird for you to be immersed in the world where? Can you separate it? Can you watch some things as a fan, even if you know the cast? Mm, yes and no. Like, okay, like today I binged like four episodes of Shaws of Sunset because yeah. I got so behind on it. Yeah. And I, I know all of them. Got it. So watching it, I I actually, I think I enjoy watching shows more when I do know them because yeah. otherwise I just feel like I know them. Like I also watch Kardashians today. I don't actually know them. Got it. But yeah. it's like you feel like you know Although, so much. I, wish, I think it's not wild <laughs> to imagine that you no. would know a Kardashian. But, um, and I've met them all and sure. they're all great. But um, yeah, so it's like I get when people say like they feel like they know me. And I'm like, but you don't. But I'm like, right. okay, I understand because the shows that I do watch now, because I was never big on reality TV until I became a part of it. Yeah. But I watch them differently. Yeah. So it's like, I'll be like, oh, really? did your producer like want you to say that that's or did the other you, like, piece that's because, what like, I think I our, watch it and I'm like is that a producer or is same. that her right same. and like our show is not scripted but I have so many friends on so many other reality shows that are like even mm-hmm. like on Bachelor in Paradise oh, or Bachelor yeah. Bachelorette I'm like a producer was in your ear telling you who to give that last rose to, weren't they? Because yeah. this guy is better for TV than this guy. Yeah. And if you exactly. keep him around, yeah. well, the you have a storyline, you get more viewers. Exactly. Like, and mm-hmm. reality did start in the early 2000s. So we are now 
we're now catching up yeah. to mm-hmm. the producer brain. So you're, you're, it's hard to outsmart an audience these days for, these days for those who are paying attention. Right. So that little sense you get, you're like, oh, that feels fake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's like it takes a good producer to make it feel natural. Totally. If they're going to interject. Yeah. You know? Like, especially with Shaws of Sunset, like, if there's something I see on the show, like, I'll just text, like, MJ or Gigi and be like, okay, so wait, tell me what really happened. <laughs> and I'm like, please tell me that this was edited. And one of them told me one story, the other one told me another, and I was like, hmm, which to believe. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, was did you really just start laughing when she was crying, like, about her dad? And it was just like, it was right. like a whole thing. And I've never done docu, yeah. and I'm like, a, a part of me really wants to because mm. I'm curious yeah. how my real life would play in the character. How your edited my... real life right. would That's play. That's the other piece. Because <laughs> how many minutes is a show? 42 minutes is an hour? Yeah. Do I don't even know. But like, 42, 44 minutes. Right. Yeah. And like, so, but you have been shooting for weeks. And I'm also exactly. one of 15 people on this show. Right. So the fullness of like beginning, middle, of end of your story might not be the way it really happened. Yeah. Do you, do you clap back? Do you feel a need when an episode airs and didn't tell your full story? Will you let it go? <laughs> what, what do you do? I do. So. Yeah, because I'm wondering. As something. a mama, yeah. I used to be very guilty of that like I it would affect my well-being and honestly when I moved to Vegas I completely deleted social media for five months like the entire time I was there I did not have Instagram or Twitter on my phone once right because the first like two weeks when I was starting the show it was like our show was airing I did not like it wasn't even a bad edit I just didn't look good last year I mean they you only saw one aspect of my life and that was my relationship you didn't see any other thing that I did last summer Mm -hmm. so it was really frustrating because I kept feeling the need to defend myself and then I'm getting on stage and then on intermission I'm checking my tweets to see what and then it was just like I was so in my head that I was like you know what this is not healthy for me I'm not doing this anymore because I just was getting so defensive my mom called me one day and she was like Sheena put your phone away like you're looking crazy and I was like F this I am deleting it and I just like and she did well Kendra went through that you know she was going through a very public breakup while doing the show with me Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even it was like on and off again but she was sort of in the public and so she had to to navigate that while being away from her husband or kid, and it was rough. But I couldn't, as I read them, I was sometimes like, she would post something and tag me in something unrelated, yeah. promotional. And what people would say to her, I could not believe. Oh, no. it's insane. I could huh? not believe. I was like, you would never in a million years say this to the person's face. I, I, you no. would never. So why do you have the I've balls to say this online? It's so rude. It's that same person that'll come up to Sheena in public and be like, I'm your biggest fan. Oh my God. Take a picture. Yeah. Can we have a f-? And, and I've, I've said that to them. But like it's, what it's part hard. of you is that broken where it makes you feel good to say something that negative mm-hmm. about someone you do not know? Because yeah. they're brave because they're behind a screen. It's so ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, it was it was healthy for Sheena to delete. Yeah, it, but now I've I've gotten a lot better. Even I I try not to even look at comments, but I'll look for the first few minutes. I'll like a lot. I'll respond if people have a question about my makeup or something like that sure. because the I important stuff guys. enjoy yeah. you know. But yeah. like I enjoy engaging with the fans and mm-hmm. people who you know love when they get a response from me. I'm not. I used to spend so much time and I got called out for it a lot. It was just like, why do you only respond to the haters? And it was like the five comments out of the 300 on one photo, those yeah. five comments were the ones I was responding to. Cause I'm like, Oh no, you're wrong. You don't know this. Like, let me tell you about this. And then all of the 295 compliments I'm getting, I was just like, those not, I would like them, but I wasn't responding. And those I was the ones like, that you couldn't even re- probably even receive. Cause the other ones troubled. Yeah. You so much. Wow. And so it was like, when I was getting all of these negative comments, I just, I, I was really only responding to the haters. And a lot of people were like, we're, we're not going to follow you anymore. If this is all you're doing. And right. I was like, 
you know what? You're right. And this was a conversation I was having with a friend of mine the other day. I didn't realize maybe how naive or ignorant or just the way I was until I did watch myself back. I did get a lot of negative feedback. So it was um, this weekend, actually, I was in Phoenix speaking at the Women's Expo, and I was saying how when you like take a step back and you really look at yourself and how other people see you, it was a huge lesson for me to learn because like season four of our show, we were dealing with my husband's addiction and I made a lot of ignorant comments because I wasn't educated on addiction, even though we have family members who have been alcoholics and whatnot. Like I've grown up with that, but never actually being educated on it or knowing. And so I made a bunch of ignorant comments like, well, just drink to get buzzed, not to get drunk. Like, why can't you just have two martinis instead of five? Like, do one shot. And it was I kept saying stupid thing after stupid thing that I didn't realize as I was saying it, that it was dumb until I had 85 percent of the viewers attacking me. I had those 15 percent loyal fans. Thank you. I love you guys. But it was the 85% who really woke me up. And I was like, I remember sitting on my floor in my bedroom. I had this like huge like closet room. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like crying. And I was like, oh my God, they're right. And it was like this huge like self-realization where I was just like, I actually should read up on addiction. Like, and I, we were still married at the time. Like yeah. it was, we were struggling. But also if you don't know something that you haven't had the experience in your personal life, it's like you're grasping at straws based on what we know as a society or what that what you've been exposed to. So if you didn't know about the specifics of addiction, it's really tricky, especially when you are in it yeah. and it's impacting your life and it's someone you love and you're just so frazzled and you're looking for answers and they're not coming. It's easy to say, quote unquote, the wrong thing. I'm going to put it in quotes because I think if you don't know any, that it's wrong, it's yeah. just your honest feedback in the moment. And totally. you know I mean? That's the, that's the hard thing about, I think being in the public eye, everything you say, there's, a level of accountability that people mm-hmm. want to check you for. Sometimes they have no place for it, but sometimes you're like, you know what? Good point, yeah. sir. You know, it's yeah. Like and it definitely woke me up and made me educate myself more. And I just, I am actually thankful for that because I think I was kind of going down a rabbit hole of just being like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, and didn't care what anyone else says. I was like, I don't care if people don't like me. I don't care. But it was like, no, I do because I don't want to be seen as an uneducated, naive, ignorant sure. idiot. Right. And, oh, I get that. Yeah. But so thank you for those who taught me a lesson, but (laughs) be nice. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. So let's see. Where do we go next? Oh, wait, what I wanted to ask you. So I was looking at your bio and I know we've been friends for a while, so I don't know how I didn't know this, but you won an Emmy for hosting. Yeah. So, um, that's so cool. So really exciting. Back in 2003, uh, we did the first year of Queer Eye and because we each creatively produced our own segments with the producers, when the show won Outstanding Reality Series, we each received an Emmy. So it says, I'll say in reality series, my name and then host. Wow. And so I have an Emmy at home, nominated Sweet. twice, won one. But it's interesting because now all I want is one for scripted. Yeah. So like every guest star that's possibly like, I could maybe do that. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, it's many, it's it's such an interesting dance. When you live here in LA, you see the four-year consideration all everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's basically networks or agencies paying for this advertisement to influence voters who mostly live in LA right. to vote for them. And there's like a dance that we, that we had to go to. We had to be on the cover of Emmy magazine. We had to be on Ellen this much time ahead of Emmy. Like it was all programmed out to like, d- like you'll see people go and they do the campaigning yeah. for it. It's a really oddly crucial part of it. Um, so that's interesting. But 
But yeah, I mean, like, by the time I was 25, I was already, like, a Broadway star, a TV star. I had an Emmy, and I was a New York Times bestseller by the time I was 25. And so I had already checked everything off. I know. And I was like, now what do I want to do? Really, like, I didn't really know who I was because I'd always shown up to work. They gave me a costume and told me what to say. Queer Eye, similarly, like, gave me a costume, told me who to be on Queer Eye. Yeah. Then, the culture vulture. Yeah. And then the minute the show was <laughs> over. But I was supposed to be like the Puerto Rican Emily Post. They're supposed to know about etiquette, about everything and every facet of life. Uh-huh. At 23, life hadn't afforded me that yet. Right. So I was really just like doing all the research all the time, super in my head, super critical that anything I said would have been taken out of context, yeah. you know? And um, and so it was nice when it was, the show was over in 2006. I moved to LA to do a singing show on Fox. It was like Dancing with the Stars, but singing. American Idol band, three celebrity judges, and me, and every week I'd get a new superstar. So I got like Patti LaBelle, Taylor Day, like all these cool people. Great. Except honestly, I had no idea who I was. So when I met with Wardrobe, they were like trying, trying I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like I couldn't figure out or articulate who I was as an artist mm-hmm. because I realized the eight years of my professional career leading up to that, I'd always been sort of been told who to be. And for the first uh-huh. time, someone was saying, well, who are you? We want to play to that. And I was like, I don't really know. Wow. Like, yeah. it was interesting. And then that honestly started like a whole evolution of like, I think separating myself from my family and my friends coming out here really forced me to define who I was outside of my job. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. You're going to get an Emmy for scripted. <laughs> I can feel it. Some point it. in my life. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe. We'll see. And just a uh, side note, speaking of voting, you guys yes. still have a couple days to vote for Vanderpump Rules for a reality show 2018 for the People's Choice Awards. Yeah. <laughs> just go on my Twitter. Click the link. You can vote like 20 times. Mm-hmm. 25. So just, um, is it 25? It's 25. Yeah. Well, just a couple days left, you guys. So I'll do it when I get Do home. it. Anyway, Jay. Yes. Wanted to ask you something. Yes, ma'am. Are you single or are you in a relationship? I'm in a relationship. Okay. I haven't yeah. met him yet, right? You I've haven't. just seen photos. Yes. You've just seen photos. Very yeah. good looking. Yeah, handsome. Are you by chance looking to maybe spice things up in the bedroom? Like yeah, always. Maybe an adventurous new toy. Yeah. Adult movie. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Where, are we, where are we going? Okay, let me tell you. Are we you. going somewhere? What's happening? <laughs> oh, we're going somewhere. Okay. So, adamandeve.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have a special offer. Like, you literally can't resist this. It's limited time. Okay. You guys will get 50% off any item. 50? 50. What do I have to do? But wait, there's more. Okay. Okay. So, when you pick your one item at 50% off, you will also receive three adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Oh, my God. I'm Plus a free extra gift that is inappropriate to mention on this show. Copy that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, you, listeners, check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. You'll get 50% off one item when you type Sheena for the offer code at checkout. And when you do, you'll get three free DVDs, like I said, a free extra gift, and the best part, free shipping on your entire order. So, just use offer code Sheena at adamandeve.com. That's S-C-H-E-A-N-A at adamandeve.com. So... Sorry, yeah. I'm just looking it up right uh-huh. now. And then Sheena <laughs> for my promo code. Oh my God, it's so good. They have for him, for her. They have got couples yeah. stuff. Yeah. <gasps> uh-huh. I wish I could. I wish I could describe funny. what I'm seeing right now, guys. <laughs> my, <but I> can't. <laughs> my best friend Adam was like making a joke the other day because someone had asked his name, and they're like, "Oh, Adam," and he goes, "Yeah, you know, like the first guy to get laid." And she like joked, Real, like wasn't yeah. getting the Adam and Eve reference, and was like, oh, "Okay," and he was like, "What? You don't get?" And she's like. What, like, because your name's Adam, like, girls want to, like, bang you? Like, what? And he's oh, like, no. God. Like, I was like, like, Adam and Eve, like, the first, never mind. <laughs> That's good. He won't first that joke again. No. Maybe right. maybe him and I should be Adam and Eve for Halloween. <gasps> That's a cute idea. <gasps> oh, my Especially because your God. hair is long. Well, That's, depending which hair you have in. Sometimes Sheena's hair is long enough to it's, cover her boobs. I'm leaving it's, it long until after Halloween. Okay, copy that. I think you just figured out and your And then costume. I'm chopping it. I know he wants to do... 
some super, I don't know, something weird. But for one of them, we're not yeah. a couple. So, I mean, we're not doing, like, Wait, couples costumes. Not a couple at all? Um, this is about you, Jay. Copy. Okay. So. I got a little wink there. Got it. Anyway. I did not wink. There was no winking. It was like a winking from the inside. No winking. Just because (laughs) we're going to Iceland doesn't mean anything. Oh, see, that's where stuff happens. Anyway. All right. So you were the youngest person in the cast of Rent. Did you ever play like a leading role, right? Yeah. I was like cast at 18. They never has anybody. that back to you? No, I love it. It was great. (laughs) I mean, it was a little weird because I remember one time we were doing press and Hall & Oates was on the same talk show and I had no idea who they were. Mm. So all I saw was the cast lining up to take a picture. Like last minute, someone's raising a camera. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So I run in, I sit in with the cast and I turn around and there's these two older guys and I'm like, who are you? You're not in Rent. (gasps) And literally every like one of the rock star characters in my show was like, no, Jay, music icons, no. Yeah, I was a baby. And it was crazy because at that time, it was people were still sleeping in the streets to get ticket. It was the hottest show on Broadway. It won the Peel Surprise. And, and every Tony and my, the role I played, that guy had won the Tony for it. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was interesting. But, but even more interesting was I was playing a drag queen and never met a drag queen, never even seen anything that had drag content in it. And I remember in the first days of rehearsal, the director was like, you keep acting like a girl. It's a drag queen. He knows he's male. He just adorns us to be fabulous mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and entertain. So he sent me home with Tu Wong Fu, um, Paris is Burning, a bunch of other movies to kind of have an idea of what drag was and how it was different than a boy, you know, who was like, you know, it was just really interesting. I learned a lot those those five years in Rent. Yeah. But that was the baby. That was the baby in Queer Eye. I was like a decade younger than everybody on Queer Eye. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you like doing one more? Because, I mean, you do theater. You do on camera. You do music. You do radio. Yeah. You do it all, literally. I like, yeah. I know. Do you dance, too? I wish. I, I No. I, there was a I window think, uh, where I could have. Uh-huh. I could fake it. Yeah. Um, I would do well on Dance at the Start. No, I... Um, I, I what was the question? Wait, that was about. Do you the, have like one that you yeah, prefer? Yeah, I say or? sitcom because it covers. It checks a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. You'd be great on sitcom too, because Thanks. she's Sheena's got great comedic timing, which made her a star in Sex Tips because the show is written like a sitcom. Yeah, so that's it's true, like yeah. it's like line line laugh mm-hmm. line line laugh. That's a sitcom. So for me, that would be the happiest medium because mm-hmm. you get a new script every week, right? A character you know and you can develop, but then it's televised. So like you said, you don't really know how people respond to your show. You have to wait months for what you shoot to hit the airways right. to then eventually get back to you. In theater, or it's like you, you get it almost instantaneously. In, or in, you don't get it at all, you and then you just leave it. in a really <laughs> shitty mood. Right, you're like, <laughs> and that bomb. I think there were three shows I can remember like that where they just didn't laugh. Oh, I know I was there too. for one of them. I've had sure. those two, and, and that's Vegas. Tough. Hit or miss. Yeah. I cried. I was uh, like, was I not funny? Oh, my god! But no, sometimes, like, we would say things and we're like, that's a funny joke. Yeah. Everyone for the last 50 nights right. has laughed at that right. joke. Why is this room not laughing? Yeah. It's so weird. You can't even predict what an audience is going to no. take to. So what Chester and I started doing on those, like, well, I mean, there are very few nights, but sure. on those nights that people weren't laughing, we would just make each other laugh. And That's whether that best. was changing the line or him when, like, the three girls are up on stage, he ended up doing a floor routine. Oh, Like, literally was spinning gosh. on the floor, legs and splits. Chester, yeah, Chester Lockhart, I'm sure end. you guys know, we should start with uh, Kendra and Sex Tips. He is, I think, untapped talent. Like, he is gonna be a huge he's star amazing. oh yeah he's just him. so talented there's he's nothing so he can't good. do he so does good. it all and yeah. it, he's better at makeup than i am he's so like <laughs> literally his contour his is so is on flawless. point yeah. yeah really <laughs> let's see hmm, where do we want to go next <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you excited that Queer Eye came back? Yeah, that's so such a mixed bag because I found out two years ago, December, I was in Puerto Vallarta doing my cabaret act. I'm a lot like Celine Dion. I go out of the country to test my material first. <laughs> then I bring it to the States. I like and, that. Yeah, and so I was in Puerto Vallarta at this place called the Red Room Cabaret, and I got a call. And I was like, hey, it's the producers of Queer, and they're on speakerphone. And I was like, uh so I was like, maybe this is like, I don't know what kind of news this is, but it's probably something good for me. So I step out of rehearsal and I'm like, hey, I'm like, we just want to let you know we're bringing Queer Eye back. And I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And he's like, with an exciting new dynamic cast. And I was like, oh. oh that you're not a part of. Right. Because at first I heard I'm coming back to it. And I was like, oh. And he's like, but we definitely can't do the show without you guys being a part of it in some way. And we'd love for you to, you know, do an episode. We'll just figure it out later down the line. But just want to let you know because it's going to be released tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Right. Wait, so then I didn't know. Up. Right. So I was like a little wigged out by it because I, I definitely was like, well, all in the age and the era of reboots, it was like the beginning of it. And I was like, I want to be back on the show that I was, that I, that I'm known for. So I talked to my team and they're like, are you kidding? You spent 11 years trying to get people to see you as something other than just the queer eye kid, mm. that your talent would speak for itself. We're at a place uh -huh. now where we're getting people to, you, people call for you to come in. I don't have to beg to get you in any door as an actor, even a straight actor. Like I have a film coming out November 6th where I'm, it's just, I play the, the lead in a straight action movie. That's not something that moving here 2006, any agent would have told me was Intensive possible. Intensive care. Yeah. 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 It's a really great film. And, and um, I'll invite you to premiere, by the way. Ooh, yes. Um, it's just an LA screening. I say premiere like it's fancy. Oh, um, um, that is fancy. You're but, in a movie. Uh, yeah. It was fun. And and you know what? It was, it's actually it was written and directed and produced by, by three straight guys who I'd worked with before. Never in a million years. They wrote this role for me and then said, would we be honored if you played it? And I was like, wow. what? And like, it's about the work. We don't care who you choose yeah. to love. It's about the work. And I bawled. I boohooed like a baby. Mm -hmm. But I thought about that when Queer Eye came back. Because my life has changed so much. And as much as I love Queer Eye, if I put that in yeah, like senior year. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was a great moment. But I don't necessarily know that I, I would want to do that again. Yeah. It's not where my heart and my passion is. And I, I, so I let that go. A year goes by. Now we're getting close to when they're going to premiere. In fact, yes, yesterday, exactly a year ago, we sat down with the new cast and our cast and had like a lunch and they filmed it and it was for People Magazine. And this is the first time we got to meet them. They wouldn't let us know their names, hmm. who they were, and that, we met them all on camera for the first time. Oh, wow. So that was really sweet and they were so kind and they were so um, gracious and they... To me, queer was always a fraternity of brothers, right? It's like I would say we were never best friends. We're always family, yeah. always. And and that's where we stay to this day. And all of a sudden, it was five other guys who were just kind, smart, driven, and motivated who were willing to do this job that none of us really wanted to go back to exactly doing. Mm -hmm. But they were willing to take the essence of it and make it their own. And honestly, they really did. I like it. I can remove myself and watch it now as a fan. It doesn't feel like mine. doesn't feel like what I did. And I can separate you know, I, now I understand what audiences felt by watching Queer Eye when I was on it. Um, and I love the guys. And we're actually doing something on TV that I can't talk about. But it's their cast and our cast are doing something fun Ooh. on network TV coming up very soon. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back to intensive care. Yes. So, okay. You would have been great me... in this movie. Well, thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll introduce you to the guys. Good to know now. No, they love to write for talent. They're great. Um, well, I'm I'm back. I'm here. So, Intensive Cure is a, is a is a movie by this kid named Danny, and he was a little bit of a screw up, right? He um he was a he's basically like a bastard kid. He's, his mom died, and his dad was super rich, but you know he kind of squandered his life and and so was never given his inheritance. His grandmother, who is now left with the inheritance, is on her deathbed. 
and as her, her only living relative, I'm due to get all the money. So, you know, oh, no. I'm driving her house to get the money. She's in her deathbed. I greet the nurse who's taking care of her, intensive care at the house. And she brings me to my grandmother. And my grandmother informs me that I'm not ever going to see a dime of that money. <gasps> Ruins my whole plan. Yeah. So in the process, I'm bummed out, whatever. I go to a local bar, have some drinks. And two guys I screwed over in high school are like, what are you doing here, buddy? And they try to rough me up a little bit. And then they're like, wait a minute. You said you never come back unless you came back for that inheritance. Tell us about your granny. And they basically... <gasps> try to get me to like steal my grandmother's money with their help but what oh, we don't wow. know is the intensive care nurse you've been great in the sheena role was actually <laughs> special ops for uh she was like navy seal oh hell yeah so she basically is in it for the money too and she gives us a ca- oh my god it's like girl power to the max like she whoops them severe but she's one of the number one uh tara mackin is her name she's one of the number one stunt women in la this is her first big lead in a, in a movie but she's doubled for everybody mm-hmm. it's real real good and very girl power and we have some sexy time in the movie so Ooh. That, yeah. and that'll be streaming on everything all digital yeah. platforms mm-hmm. november, november 6th yeah check it out Amazon. I'll be at the premiere. It's no so big funny. deal. It was literally like over. That's the crazy thing is that it was overseas. It was like in all these different countries, and you're seeing like pictures of the red carpet. Like I, I couldn't go because I was working, but like just to see something you've done be received by different audiences, yeah, or people in the cinema screen grabbing it because they didn't know you were in it, and your fans from Sweden are like, like, "Oh my god, oh my god, what is happening right now?" Yeah. That's oh god, cool. that's like every time the Hills old episodes come on, stuff like that. Exactly. It's <laughs> funny. Or the Jonases. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all the time they're like. Oh my god, I'm so shook. Sheena is the Jonas pizza yep. girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maria the pizza girl. So funny. Yep. Yeah, two and oh, I've seen that on Twitter. Oh yeah, because people, people will like binge that and then they're like, I had no idea you were in this. And I'm yeah. like, Yeah, when the show started out, I was the actress pop star, but then it just got kind of flooded with my failing marriage and Aww. ignorance on addiction. <laughs> then I got divorced and anyway. anyway. So um Okay, and also you are rejoining the cast of the Netflix series Eastsiders, I yeah, saw? Yeah, so yeah, so Eastsiders was originally just, talk about if you want to do something, just do it, and yeah. don't wait for someone to like do it for you. But a group of guys uh, led by Kit Williamson uh, and his partner, basically they were like, look, we're all actors, writers, we're producers, we're directors, let's just make a story about a group of friends living on the east side of LA. So they got Willem, they got a kid who had been on Mad Men, and just wrote this really great web series. Did really well on the web, fine. They put it on YouTube, excellent ratings. They're like, let's do a season two. They do a season two. Cute, whatever, whatever. That's the season I did with them. And then they do season three, but they flesh the episodes out to be longer than 15 minutes. They're like 30-minute episodes. Netflix was like, hey, put them on Netflix. It's, yeah, it's fine. We'll put yeah. them on. We'll, we'll pump it out for you. It got nominated for six daytime Emmys this year. Oh, That's wow. amazing. So, yeah. So now they're in full partnership with Netflix. They're doing a Kickstarter campaign to make, which they always did. They always crowdfunded it. Um, but with partnership now with Netflix, so it's bigger and better. And um, and so we start shooting in November. Yeah. So it's going to be really exciting. That's cool. Um, November's going to be big for you. It's a big month. Yeah. And then also just, I just, uh, the radio show. So that's kind of yeah, that's, all I'm doing. I was saving the best for last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about no, that. but the um, Eastsiders is great. And you can watch it now on, um, it's actually got Constance Wu from Crazy Rich Asians. She's one of the leads on oh, it. okay. So it's not all gay. It's uh, it's It's just about a group of friends in the east side of LA and just kind of just group of artists just kind of making love and life work in the face of the things that suck in life and trying to push through yeah you literally do it all I am like a typical Puerto Rican with like 16 jobs yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but like I mean you act you sing 
one thing that I still haven't been to is one of your one-man shows. I know. And honestly, I want you to come because I hope watching mine, you'll do one. Here's why. Here's mm-hmm. why. You pick a playlist of songs that you like, right? Mm-hmm. Just a couple. And and then you tell stories about your life. But because it's music, it allows you to tell the funny, the naughty, the heartbreaking, and then sing about it. Hmm. And it's quick. It's just over an hour. Anyone can do it. But I feel like I have been doing it so long that like people see my show and they're like, I can do it. I'm like, yeah, you can. Like, don't get so whatever. But my one-man shows. How long uh, are they? I do Is like it? an uh, hour and so 10, hour and okay. five. But at this year, it's called Straight Out of Queer Eye with the Compton you know, oh. logos. Yeah. So I'll be doing it in Puerto Vallarta for... Uh, for the Christmas holiday season, and then I'll do L.A., San Diego, Palm Springs, San Francisco, all that, Miami. Okay, yeah. I have to make it to this one. Yeah. I remember yeah. your last one, it was like, there were like three things going on at the day, same yeah. day, the same time. Yeah. I think one of them might have even, Chester might have had something at the same time. It was yeah. like, it was busy. You could also but... do stand-up really well with all the See, fodder in your life. If... Everything that's happened... If you just sat with someone to filter, you'd be like, just, I'm going to talk to you. And then they took notes. They would just tell you what you just said in joke you, form. You have I done. Think, yeah, I've done some stand-up. Like I've done like improv, that. sketch yeah. comedy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm very good at delivery, which is why I was great in Vegas. Very that good. That if I had someone write my jokes for me, yeah. which a lot I could of people be really do. good at delivering them. Here's the other thing, too, that the idea to lean into is that some one-woman, one one-man shows are self-scripted where it is based on Sheena. And it's Sheena, like, there's moments you could be your mom. There's moments you could be Andy Cohen, like yeah. you know, and just telling the narrative of what it felt like for the audience, t- for you, for the audience to feel that based on you being someone else because you're so good. Yeah, at that. Yeah, that actually would be fun. It would be fun. See, with stuff like, I mean, I am great at memorizing. I mean, I did the show in Vegas, but um, teleprompters are something that I really like too. With like hosting, I just discovered that. Really? I was in Miami hosting the Miami Task uh-huh. Force Gala thing this weekend, and they had me open with the greatest show, which is the the opening number in the Greatest Showman. Yeah. I couldn't memorize it. I tried, I tried, I get there. Justin Bieber has a teleprompter at his I'm, concerts. There I've was seen it. four. There was four <laughs> teleprompters on the floor, plus the two kind of presidential kind. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, you can just use yours. We have all your songs on there. I was like, what? Wow. I was so shocked. It was the best. I was so yeah. at ease. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about totally. lyrics. I just referenced it. I was like, okay, I know what's coming next. Yeah, you've always been good at memorizing. From the time yeah. you were a little girl, you would memorize poems and... But yeah. I do yeah. like reading off a teleprompter because that's right. also where my hosting background comes right. in. Yeah. And I, if you ha- like, that was the thing we were talking about with. Um, did you see Corinne on Who Is America? Yes. Homegirl was reading a teleprompter. I know <laughs> like, it. You're like, what's you're happening? You're reading these words. Yeah. But um, so <laughs> speaking of those, you <clears throat> obviously have to have good vision in order to read a screen far away. I know. You know me. I like my glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm just leaning into the contacts for the first time, mm-hmm. but I do generally walk around with glasses. So you don't have LASIK? I don't because I actually haven't ever discovered like where to go, like mm-hmm. what's a good person. And, you know, our eyes are such like delicate things that right. you want to make sure if you get a referral that it's going to be the right person. Right. Well, I do know a person. So I have sex toys and my eyes are yes. going to be able to clear. It's amazing. Oh my God. Yes. He's in Beverly Hills. He's right around the corner from I love here. It. But since you don't have LASIK yet, neither do I. Yeah. You just started doing contacts. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, do. So Will, my producer, yeah. he uses this. I just started. Have you heard of Simple Contacts? No. Okay. 
I mean, you know how annoying it is to have to get your prescription it's still, you always every forget. year. You always forget. And I feel like every time I'm running out of contacts, it's like right before I'm going out of town. Always. Like this week, I, my eyes are probably going to be green or gray while I'm in oh. Iceland because I've ran out of my contacts. I do that but, with my blue ones. Hmm, yeah. Thanks to simple contacts, that's not a problem anymore. So you can literally use your phone, your computer. You just take a vision test. It's like five minutes from anywhere. Your Wait, couch, your on office, my phone? your airport. Yes. This is amazing. So this is how it works. There's a real doctor who reviews your test in 24 hours. And especially like if your vision hasn't changed, they just write you a new prescription. So what the- And boom. Yeah. A fresh supply of your brand of lenses is at your door. <laughs> I love that. I just threw my pen because I got so excited talking about this. So anyway, as I was saying, Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to wherever you are, whenever you need it. You skip the office visit, but you don't skip the care. I love that. So it makes things easier, especially when we have these busy schedules, you know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. I need to go to the dentist. I don't have time to make a dentist woman. You need to go to the eye doctor. Don't always have time for that. So yeah. this definitely helps. And if you have an unexpired prescription, you just upload a photo of it in your doctor's info, and you order your lenses in minutes for That's a amazing. great price. Wow. Yeah, they do all the work for you. What's it called? It's called Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts. They offer every brand of lenses at amazing prices. The prescription is just $20. The contact lens prices are unbeatable, and there are never any hidden fees. Shipping is free. And best of all, my listeners are getting $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. So to save $20 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash Sheena or enter the code Sheena at checkout. And I also want to mention that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need to get those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. So again, check out simplecontacts.com slash Sheena and get $20 off by going to the website or just enter Sheena at checkout. So you guys give that a try and thank me later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So. How did Vegas come about for you? I it's mean, so I know weird. this, but everyone Wait, else. you're going to die for the story. So years ago, I want to say four years ago, maybe even longer. I don't know if my mom knows this. You told me. I yeah, I told I Sheena yeah. about this. So years ago, I get a message from my manager, and he says, hey, I was talking to this guy in New York. He has this play, and he's thinking about opening it in Vegas, and they want to offer you the role, um, and you would be starring opposite um, – Camille Grammer. Camille Grammer. She was going to play Robin. Wow. She had signed on. For, I'd had my I contract in hand. We were mid negotiations when she pulled she out. <laughs> right. So she pulls out. Two years go by. Always they approach out. me again. Right. They approach me again. Like last, it was like, I guess this will be two years, February. And they asked if I'd do it. Now I'd already been screwed around with. So I was like, yeah. They're not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, they are doing it, but they're not doing it in the big theater anymore. We're supposed to be in the big theater at the Paris. Wow. Would you have died? Oh my God. Like that show in the big theater would not no work. No way. Yeah. Anyway, no. so we so they say, say, do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, sure, sure. That sounds cool. Who's doing it though? And they're like, Kendra Wilkinson. I was like, no way. So I DM her. Did she, you know Kendra at the yes, time? Yes. I had, okay. she, well, not well, but like she'd done a, she'd been a guest on a show I'd hosted. Gotcha. Um, at, like for Animal Planner or something. And so she was a guest judge, whatever. And she came on, uh, to the show and she was already filming that she was going to be doing it. So I DM'd her and I was like, hey, I was like, uh, are you really doing this? And she was like, yes. And I was like, all right, I'm in. We met at the first photo shoot and instantly I was like, okay, I have like a kid sister. Like, I love her. I'm totally down. Mm-hmm. But when you go to Vegas, no one, I mean, Kendra's different. She's got kids. She's married. Right. 
I went as a single person and it was really lonely and isolating. Like I felt yeah. really by myself. And I wasn't where we were. Mm-hmm. But they put me in this really like crunchy yeah. hotel before I moved into a nice place. And um, it was such an interesting balance of being super famous for 90 minutes in a theater and having a picture on billboards and cabs. Everywhere. And then literally going home to a quiet apartment yeah. by yourself. It was really weird. Um, because people who perform on the strip, a lot of them live off the strip and mm-hmm. they're like, come party 30 minutes away. And I was like, oh God, that Uber is going to be a lot. That, Cause I'm like, I, if I'm leaving, I'm drinking. Right. Um, and, but you know, I inevitably made friends and honestly, it was one of the most rewarding things that you could really do. Cause something about doing stage, man, it really fills your, it fills your soul. Cause you get that interaction with different people after and, mm-hmm. right. and, and when you look out, it doesn't matter the color of someone's skin or their age, whatever. They're all laughing together. Like, sex is the one unifier. You could, like, make so many jokes about it. And mm-hmm. it was really awe-inspiring to kind of see all these people who felt well, different walks of life, different political views, just just, just crying from laughter. Yeah. yeah. It's really sweet. Oh, you, you were there the night. We had a 92-year-old woman oh giving gosh. a hand job on stage. Oh, she my was, gosh. That was the best. It was the best. Was Her so name was Dodie. Not Dodie. Oh, she lived locally. She, Arcadia. Yeah. Yeah. We had a woman wearing a kind of tie-dye wolf t-shirt mm. with um, some embellishments and some crystals on it. It was low-cut. She'd cut it herself into a V-neck. Huh. And when I announced her as the winner, because she had won the hand job contest, she took her top down. <laughs> gave a gentle nice. little shake, put her top back up, and she was probably yeah. in her in her probably late 60s, early 70s. 70s. And I, I think was it like, was the older, the older yeah. women, the older women, the best. Oh, Always. the young, like pretty cute they girls, never did. like so shy. Yeah. And no, the one, the women with the experience knew what's up. They really yeah, did. Definitely, yes. that was fun. Good times. Wow. Yes, you had all the good times when I left. I know. All I do is see pictures of like all the things. I was like, that looks like fun. <laughs> that day you moved out, we were so sad. We saw your car there. We went to the store. We came back and we're like. It's gone. He's gone. I know. I honestly, I was. I I should have just stayed the extra couple weeks, but um. But I felt like it was unfair to Chester because they were. They basically said, "Well, we want to use your picture and Sheena's picture." I was like, "For Chester's run, no, you can't do that. That's not. I'm not going to do that." Right. Um. And I. I just. Yeah. The picture they have up right now are two random people who aren't even in the show. Right. They have the stock image. Yeah. Yeah. They're not using Katie's. But it's like. Oh. It's sad. Would you go back and do the show again? I would if you were like, I have three weeks and I'll do it for three weeks if Jay does it. But I, there's no way I would do it any other way. See, yeah. I said I would only do it again if it was you or Chester. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not even consider that. it with Matt someone else. Said, I, told, I, I told everyone. The reason why, it's not that we're being like bougie or whatever. It's an intimate. It's a funny piece, but mm-hmm. it's intimate. You're in this tiny theater. You have yeah. to like the person you're and with. it's six nights a week. Yeah, it's a lot. It's and eight so, shows a week. Yeah. yeah. And you really honestly just... The experience would have been much more fun. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of nights where well, I hung out with you too, with Mama, mm-hmm. and um, we just hung out and just like talked. Once it was like five in the morning yeah. with your friend who was visiting. Oh, it was <laughs> such a good time. Oh wait, was... yeah, that friend. I, I know uh... who you're talking about. I know. <laughs> he was he was nice. Yeah. He was very very handsome, and I'm sure mm-hmm. if I remembered his name, you the listener would know who he is. Uh-huh. I forgot his don't name. S- please don't. No, I won't say. I won't say. But he was really really nice, and it was something this deep conversation. <laughs> yes, that was him. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to rapid fire some questions, and then I want to talk about your radio show. You got it. Favorite role you've played? (sighs) God, that's hard. Um, Rapid fire, Jay. Yes, rapid fire. I'm going to say Joffrey Malibu Country because I was playing opposite Reba and Lily Tomlin, and um, the role was written urban hip-hop like thug, and I was like, I'm not going to get it. So I made him Ghetto Fabulous from New York City, and he was like, talking like this, mommy. And playing that character opposite Reba and Lily was just like... It was the best. Honestly, yeah. it was the best. Just totally opposite. It was great. Favorite person you've worked with? 
Um, I'm going to say favorite person I work with would oh – God, I feel like I'm naming the same people repeatedly. Uh, Daisy Fuentes. Daisy Ooh. Fuentes. I had a TV series with Daisy Fuentes on Style Network. It was basically like E! News but all fashion related. And she called me her brother from another mother and took me under her wing for a number of years and really gave me so many opportunities. She let me host something for her fashion line, like a digital thing. She's the kindest heart. She's mm. vegan. She's like just really, really, really sweet and kind. Oddly, the show I moved to L.A. for – her husband, Richard Marks, was on, and then literally years later, they meet and get married. And I was like, I'm evil! crazy. Yeah, it was great. But uh, Daisy Fuentes is probably the best, nicest, kindest person I work with. What is she up to these I, days? I haven't heard her she name just, in a while. She is just doing her fashion line and just living the life Good of being Mrs. Her. Richard Marks. They're nice. newlyweds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dream person to work with. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Um, I'm growing up, I'm Puerto Rican from New York City. He wrote Hamilton. He wrote In the Heights. I played his role in In the Heights. Um, I feel very like he's given an opportunity. People was asking, Can, would you go back to, to Broadway? And this isn't bougie, but I have a really nice life here. I have comfortable existence. I like my closet space. I like being able to drive myself places. If I'm going to give that all up to move to New York to do a play, I want to have a good role. And to be honest, being beige is really tricky. It's either black or white for a lead. Until Lin-Manuel Miranda came up, it's like, now I could do things other than West Side Story. He kind of paved the way for colorblind casting. And just I just love him. I think he's really a super talent. And yeah, so Lin-Manuel. Nice. Dream role. Hamilton in, in Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. And if you could only win one award, what would it be? Out of any award, Oscar, Emmy, AMA, Tony, Tony, VMA. Uh, I went to the Presidential Medal of Freedom, like the one that you get for like doing a lot of philanthropy and making a difference in Aww. people's lives. Aww. Yeah, I think that's the one I would go with. Only because my life Over is Over an Emmy? I have one already. Well, oh yeah, I would have Duh. sisters over a scripted Emmy. Yeah, I mean, I would like an Emmy. I, I feel like it's just I such like a number. Yeah, but but you know this too because I know you do a lot of charity stuff too. It's like when you get given this platform, it can break your heart sometimes when you realize how so many other people are hurting and they need mm -hmm. your help and yeah. they need your voice. So it's not lost on me that like you know we live in a city, we have this privileged existence. And, it, and and with that, it, it, a part of you just wants to give back and help yeah. others. It's just part of it. And um, and so that's what my life has been based on. It's like I work some and then I do that some and, you know, and the balance, you know. Love you that. invited me to many a charity thing you've invited yeah. me to. So I know you get me on that level. Totally. All right. Mary, bang, or kill. Lisa right, Vanderpump, yeah. Camille Grammer, Brandy Glanville. Go. Uh, I think you have <laughs> to marry Lisa, right? That seems like a really good life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What are the other two? Brandy. Camille and Brandy. I have to kill Camille because she she screwed up a sex tape. <laughs> and then I'm bang Brandy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. I like that. Okay. Most importantly, tell me about the morning beats. Yes. So Out Now Radio is a brand new LGBTQ FM on actual FM syndicated throughout the U.S. Uh, radio station that is launching this Thursday on National Coming Out Day. And here's why this is important. It's a radio show. My radio show is from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single day, Monday through Friday. It's uh, featuring myself and a girl named Michaela Gordon at audience. You know oh Michaela. Oh, my God. Lesbian yes, Michaela from okay. Vegas. I do remember hearing about this now. Yeah. Now it's all coming together. Yeah. Chester's uh, best yes. friend is this girl named Michaela Gordon. She's lesbian from American Idol, blah, blah, Gorgeous Glamazon girl. But yes. she's been in a relationship for four years. It's her and I. It's a fun morning show. Typical morning talk. Pop culture, news, fun, games with callers. You name that. Whatever. Four hours long. But the whole station is basically highlighting things that we don't get coverage in in the in, the, in major media. 
Um, certainly, like, we keep it light and fun and there's music and stuff and all that, everything you'd want. But then there are things specifically medically that, like, oddly I didn't know. Like, like lesbians have a higher chance of not getting checked for cer- cervical cancer. Why? We don't know. Um, mm. Latin and black men are on the rise for HIV infection rates when everyone else is on the descent. There are things that are not talked about on, like, regular news that we want to bring to the forefront. Yeah. So just those issues. Also, like, India decriminalizing uh, homosexuality, like, last week. Right. Huge yes. deal. Amazing. These different little things that don't that we just want to know about. Also, we have Woke Wednesdays. We bring in someone from a political um, commentator from Equality California to talk about the things and the people we should be voting for as it impacts the LGBTQ community. Because to be honest, I wasn't even political until like Barack. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, I did like Trump did queer. I like, it's not going to be that bad. Like he's a nice guy. (laughs) But then the policy, that's what I thought two years ago. I was like, it can't be, it won't get as bad as it was during Bush. Only because I remember Bush was like anti uh, same sex marriage and marriage equality. So that was my only thing on my radar. But when you start looking at the legislation, the LGBTQ page is taken off the White House homepage. It's just trying. It's just sneaking a little too close to Handmaid's Tale for me, mm-hmm. and I want to be part of staying woke and understanding when I'm voting for someone what they're voting for. I don't. I. I, I didn't know that before, and I just want to make sure I'm a man of a certain age. I've been doing this 21 years since I, I did Rent. I feel as an LGBTQ activist, it is my job to report on these things, and now I'm in a place where I have the platform. So out in our radio, brand new FM station. We even have Loveline, the official Loveline no with way. Dr. Chris Donahue is on seven to nine every day. That's so dope. Who's oddly my ex-boyfriend, by the way. Um, that's oh, how I got the yeah. Dated for three years, but then we've got like you know midday political commentary shows. We've got Shira Lazar and Ryan Mitchell, pop culture E style access Hollywood kind of show in the afternoon, and then of course amazing great music, great guests, and we launch National Coming Out Day. Actually, we're going to be streaming live all day long from Abbey, Thursday, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. And the, uh, the so party cool. is cool. on 5 to 9. I will send you a VIP Wait, invite. this week? I know you're out of town. I'm in Iceland. She's Aww, got things tough. to do. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, gotta go but look at some Northern Lights. It is. It airs yeah. here, 97.1 HD2. You go to 97.1, that's the amp, and then uh-huh. you wait for your HD light to click, and it clicks, and you oh. seek up, and that's... 97.1.2. That's us. We're on the HD channel under them. So we're under the Entercom umbrella, which is the Wave, K Rock, all that stuff. And if you don't have um, HD radio, you can download a free app called radio.com. Put in out now. Save us. That is the station. Listen to it wherever you go, hiking, wherever in the world. Radio.com, out now radio. That's us. That's awesome. So cool. yeah. I'm going to program yeah. that in my car. Seriously. Yeah. It's really fun. Actually, yeah. being that you know me, like, yeah, text me and I'll give you a shout out on the air. No, like, awesome. But you'll it, you'll laugh because it's us. You would like the show because you know me and Michaela. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's fun. Definitely. It's it's cute. Well, thanks for being here. Finally, thank you this for is having so me. Fun. I know I'm so proud of you. This is so great, and Seriously, you know, thank you. It's amazing. I'm loving just. I'm loving you. I'm loving in, you embracing living your life to the fullest. When you were, I Vegas, am. I'm you were doing t- me. You were talking about it was the first time you've been single in some time. Yeah, and, and I was, what that felt like. I was even thinking about it today as I was just staring at boats in the ocean, and I was like, you know what? Honestly, this is the last time in my life that I really have to do me because the next relationship I get in will be forever. When I have a kid, my life will be about them, if, not when. But, you know, this is like the last time I really have to myself to enjoy my nights at home alone and to just do me. But I I think you you proved a lot of people wrong when you took sex tips and you slayed Mm -hmm. it so hard. 
And I a hope lot of people that, have too. <laughs> good. And I, and I hope that a bigger part of that is like you can do anything. You really can. And yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, you guys. Check out Intensive Care, which will be streaming on all major digital platforms November 6th. And be sure to check out Jay on The Morning Beat Monday through Friday on Out Now Radio 97.1 HD2 or radio.com. Thanks. Thank you, Gina. This was so fun. <laughs> and also, you guys, if you like my show, you are going to love Life Reboot on Podcast One. It's time to live your best life, as I've been doing. And host Leah Messer, Lindsay Riley, and Brian Scott are here to give you the tools you need to empower yourself and live life to the fullest. So check out Life Reboot every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, dealer price. I mean, it's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. So, introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your own home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, that's because True Car shows you what other people have paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so that they can win your business. So, when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. And I like you. Yeah. Maybe we can work it out just us two. Yeah. Maybe we can work it out just us two. Yeah.